There it is. I see that red button. Yeah. It's on. We're like six or seven weeks. About seven weeks away from NBA. All right. Let's rodeo. Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 78. We're back. It's Monday night, August 30th, 2021. Thank you for listening. So everybody's here tonight. In studio is Brian Clark. What up, Brian? Hey. Hey. And coming to us virtually via Zoom is Bo Brady from St. Paul, Minnesota. Hey, how's it going? What up, Bo? How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Y'all good? Uh, good enough. What are we going to talk about tonight? All I've got is point guard shit nothing else it's the off season i think we're gonna go to i don't know we might go every other week till training camp kicks up but i don't know i guess we'll see how tonight goes Have you seen our website? It's houseofhoops.com. It's H-A-U-S of hoops.com. You can go there to find everything, our social media connections. Uh, You can go to our shop and buy some goofy t-shirts. Buy a shirt. I'm gunning for a raise. Yeah. The shirts, like we're just looking to like sustain the podcast at this point. But, uh. It'd be cool if they took off. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not expecting anything. All we have to sell is like, I don't know, five a year to pay for the overhead of this thing. (laughs) I think it's doable. That's all? Just tell your friends. Buy a shirt. Come on. There's some goofy ones on there. One of them I really like a lot is the Don't Foul Out, the Reggie. 
I really like the Reggie. It's a great one. And it probably won't last for long, so it's probably going to get pooled. <laughs> so you should buy it, probably buy it now. Anyway, enough of that bullshit. What's going on in your world? Brian, how you doing? I'm good, man. Got a house full right now. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, we had some uh, family come up that evacuated from New Orleans. Oh. For Hurricane Ida. Ida. They're staying for a while, huh? Uh, the original plan was to leave Tuesday. They're going to uh, probably stay an extra day. They uh, they don't have power. They um, won't have power for a they while. They won't have power for a while. But um, my aunt, who, who or my wife's aunt, she's my aunt, but um, who is also up, is uh, she has a place in... I don't remember, but it's outside of New Orleans, and it's just like a condo, and they have power. So, um, they're thinking about maybe going back and just staying there until mm-hmm. uh, until they can head in. And they get power at the house, man. I mean, you don't have air conditioning, and it's hot, Mm-mm. and you've got it's two kids, hot. you know, and no, not to mention no AC, no fans. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, if you can go anywhere else, you do that. Yeah, I mean, they have a generator, but it's enough to run, you know refrigerator and a fan and you know a yeah. couple couple lamps that's it that's like know? emergency yeah stuff yeah yeah um but I'm, you know i'm glad that they had a i'm happy to have them and i'm glad they had a a place to come like a, a vaccinated household to to come evacuate into so no kidding yeah we've we've spent uh we've kind of hung out um so they had they have a hotel they're staying at a hotel not too far away at night but they're just kind of hanging at the house all day you know i'm coming home from work and, and playing with the nieces Mm-hmm. And uh, there's been a lot of uh, cooking and drinking and uh, watching the uh, WSDU local news stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were watching last night. And there was actually a video, and it's it's like their interstate exit. It's like Canal and 610. Mm-hmm. And there was, I mean, they got like 14 inches of rain. There's flooding. Like the, the pumps aren't working because there's no electricity, and it's just, oh. it's not good. Yeah. Hurricane. Yeah. They they have some they, we have some friends close by that have that stopped and checked at their house checked on their house today, like emptied out their fridge for them. They, they, luckily their house had no damage. Yeah. Um, but these friends they have uh three children and um when we talked to them yesterday, they were like, Yeah, we should have evacuated. <laughs> like they have the means to Ouch. they they could have gotten out and they're like, Yeah, we're not this was this was kind of dumb. We should have Yeah, left. why didn't they leave? Uh, uh, you know, they had a, they've got a generator and you know, there's a lot of people in New Orleans that don't, I mean, yeah, it, this happens so often that, and then there was no state of emergency. So there, I mean, there's a lot of traffic getting out of the city. Uh-huh. Uh, they didn't do the contra flow where, you know, everybody in their state goes, all lanes go one way just to exit. You can't come in. Oh, right. So was, there was some, there was some bad traffic. They, they left at like five or six in the morning on Saturday and, and took the causeway instead of the spillway. So they were able to avoid traffic and got here pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. they kind of went out of the way a little bit to, to avoid traffic. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people down there that, that I know that were like, man, we should have left. Ouch. They had the means to leave. You know, a lot yeah. of people don't have the means to leave. They can't, they can't afford to leave. Right, right, you know? right. But sure. they did. And they're like, shit. We should have gone. I can't imagine always having to live with that. I, I got family in Florida that has to kind of deal with mm-hmm. that shit from time to time. Yeah. Remember, like, they all have, like, storm shutters shit. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. I mean, this is, you know, this this instance, I mean, it hit right at right at that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't always happen that way. So mm-hmm. Right. It's like a, 
Almost like a 50-50 shot, huh? Yeah, I read that. I think it was in the, the top five worst storms to make landfall in America. Brutal. But they're okay. They're okay. They're healthy. We've been eating, you know, they've been cooking. We've been we've been kind of, you know, picking up takeout and mm, that's cool. Just having a good time hanging out with family, you know. Making their time uh as easy as possible. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And I mean they're and they've been like I said, they've been cooking. They can come up anytime. How they hosp- made Chambalai yesterday. I was like, You you guys come up here anytime. How hospitable of you. I try. <laughs> what else has been going on this week? Anything? Working and living, man. Yeah. Watched uh started watching White Lotus on your recommendation. It's pretty good. White Lotus is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I've made it I've, I've, I think I have two episodes left. Okay. So I gotta finish it off. I won't spoil it. Please don't. <laughs> I know somebody dies. I don't know who yet, but I know So it's the opening scene. Somebody dies. All right. I got you. It's fun. It's a fun show. Whatever. There's good characters. All the characters are uh, strong. Yeah, good casting. A lot of strong. They're like they're and they're all a little screwed up. You yeah, know. Yeah, and the, and it's it's like uh, edited really cool too. It's got some good like like visual audio mm-hmm. to it, where it's it kind of like it kind of drifts away <laughs> every once in a while, yeah. and you, it's just like lethargic or something. It's, it's got that real uh, island vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun, though. I enjoyed it a lot. It's stoner friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, what's up, man? What's up with you? <laughs> um, I finished White Lotus, actually. Oh, no shit. Yeah. What is it on HBO, right? It's on HBO, yep. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was. it was great. You watched the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah, you must have liked it. You don't watch well, shit. Only six episodes. That's not true. I watch stuff. <laughs> I just. <clears throat> if I'm just it's, kidding. I, I you know it's true though. <laughs> I don't watch if it's like the hot thing. I'm like, oh fuck that. I'm not watching that. <laughs> I'm too cool for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was easy to get sucked into. It was a good, yeah, good show. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. I like the characters. I like. Mm. I'm. Was it Steve Zahn? I'm a, I got on a softie for him. He's from Minnesota, and then he was in Treme. Oh, yeah, he's he's hilarious. What was that movie with the... Was it the one with the overbite shark that he was in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that movie? <laughs> what was the name of that movie? That's like, that's like the only thing I remember from that movie. <laughs> Hold on. Whoa! <laughs> Strange Wilderness. <laughs> That's what it was. He great, was hilarious. Great in that movie. movie. No Mississippi <laughs> Burning, but it was a good movie. <laughs> I watched I've never seen Strange Burning. Wilderness. Oh yeah. Oh, you should check that out, man. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> in today's show, we'll be taking a close look at this mysterious creature. Menacing and terrifying. The shark has been menacing and terrifying for over a decade. Sharks can only be found in two places on Earth, the northern and southern hemispheres. <laughs> this shark is called a hammerhead because his head looks like a hammer. These sharks are attacking Nicole Richie. <laughs> yes, the shark is a... What the... Look, man, look at that thing's teeth. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh man, what they were showing with this, it was a shark with this like insane overbite. <laughs> He's doing sound effects for it. <laughs> I'm Only sorry. found in two places the northern and southern hemisphere. <laughs> Bo, could you hear any of that? I could not. Oh, okay, no. fuck. So that doesn't work. If I play something on YouTube, you can't hear it. Well, now I know. Yeah. So you were talking about White Lotus. So what else? Uh, you watch White Lotus. Good show. Yep. Thank you, Pat, for turning me on to that. Big Pat. Yeah. Shout out, Big Pat. I saw Big Pat uh, yesterday. How's he doing? He's all right. He's working a lot. Yeah. He's got some big projects at work. By the time I caught up with him, he was kind of faded. That's bad. So what else, Bo? What else you been up to this week? Uh, I went to a minor league baseball game with the family. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was fun. We made it to the seventh inning stretch. So that was pretty good. It was a nice night. It was really fun. And uh, I we pulled up a bunch of we had a bunch of bushes and stuff that we no longer wanted in our yard. I pulled all that shit up. Dang, that's real work. It wasn't too bad. What was the game you went to? Who's playing? Uh, St. Paul Saints versus the Iowa Cubs. Oh. Who won? You know, I don't even know. I left the seventh inning. The Saints were up. It was a good game. Never checked back in. Never did check back yeah, where do you, in. Yeah, where do you find minor league baseball scores? I don't know. I mean, I know where to find them, but. <laughs> the MLB app? Um, I, I have no idea. No, they have their own They have their Actually, own app. They have their own, like, minor league baseball app that, yes, I have downloaded on my phone. Wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the Saints were like in some independent league, and um, now they're an affiliate of the Twins. I don't know if they're. I assume they're AAA. I don't actually know. Yeah, if they were playing Iowa, they they're AAA. Do your uh, Bo? Do your kids like baseball, or do they just like eating hot dogs and ice cream while you drink? They beer? they enjoyed the little bits of the game we watched we we sat in our seats from probably the third inning till the sixth or second inning to the sixth something like that they had fun they were kind of trying to pay attention and follow it <laughs> a little bit but then they started losing it so we walked around the saint the field that the saints play at is family friendly they have like a playground playground equipment and kid stuff to do yeah, triple A ballparks are fun. They're it's just it's like a, it's just more laid back, you know. Yeah, this one's in downtown St. Paul as opposed to Target Field, which is in downtown Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's probably way less people actually paying attention to the game. So more, it definitely more has. You can definitely tell there's a ton of like St. Paul Saints locals, oh, okay. people that just have season tickets and go to all the games. You, it's interesting, actually, that there's like a whole culture of people that seem to just really dig the saints there's some people like that here that go to redbirds games um they're also huge cardinals fans and that's why they go to red bulls uh red bulls red bull red bulls games redbirds games because they're huge cardinal fans Mm -hmm. 
So maybe the people that go to your affiliate, your AAA team, they're just Twins fans. Yeah, well, like like I said, they were like some goofy. I, I don't know if they've always been twin affiliates. They were in some other league, and Bill Murray has ownership in the Saints. Huh. Interesting enough, and he'll be seen at games from time to time. He's a big baseball fan. So I think in was he? I haven't never seen Space Jam, but he was in Space Jam, the first one. Mm-hmm. I think he was wearing a St. Paul Saints hat in Space Jam. It's possible. I don't remember that. I mean, shit. Yeah, he, well, he when he's got his hat on backwards, it's a St. Paul Saints hat. Huh. Interesting. In the first Space Jam. He's, he, if you Google it, there's an image of him and Michael Jordan that comes up, and he's got the St. Paul Saints hat on, and there's MJ. Hmm. That's cool then, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're like a big fan of baseball, like live baseball, sitting in a ballpark and, and watching the game and you don't want to spend an insane amount of money on tickets. Mm-hmm. Minor leagues, minor leagues way to go. So my, I guess Kate asked me a question and I didn't really have a good answer. She, she said, are they trying to win or what are they doing here? Mm-hmm. And I, I told her, I said, well, they want to win the game of course, but if they have a guy that's rehabbing, they're going to want to get him his reps and, that him that player getting reps or just like experimenting with whatever they're willing to lo- like not play at 100% to win they're willing to try some stuff is that is that correct yeah i mean you get you, you see the especially in triple a you see like the guys that are about to get called up to the major leagues guys that uh-huh. have played well enough um and i mean there's also some i mean there's a lot of guys that are triple a lifers that just don't you know they may get called up to to the major leagues and they're just not good enough mm-hmm. not quite good enough to play in major league baseball i mean they're like a feeder team you know i'd say there's a balance everybody's in on that team for different reasons mm-hmm. typically i would say and yeah the goal is to win definitely yeah but if it if he gets direction from management mm-hmm. to play somebody or yeah to r- do certain things with the roster then he's gonna do it right but, right and you and yeah you do have guys on like injury you know rehab stints that they're coming back from an injury mm-hmm. and they'll they'll typically play double a or triple a mm-hmm. you know they'll get a game or two in maybe they probably usually don't play the entire game you know they'll they'll play enough innings to get you know two or three at bats but uh, yeah they definitely want right. to get on base and they want to oh yeah make plays yeah. and win the game i mean those guys want to get they okay. want to show that they're good enough to right. get called up and yeah and play for the big league team. It's very competitive. It's just a lesser talent mm-hmm. talent pool, you know? It's definitely competitive. I like going to Redbirds games. Who has the time? Yeah. Yeah, the Cardinals were no- notorious for a while for just depleting the Redbirds uh-huh. at the end of the season. Yeah. They'd have the, like the Redbirds would be so good mm-hmm. all season and then all their players would get yeah. called up. <laughs> yeah, you get in the last month of the season and like none of those guys are there anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's how you know that's how it goes uh what okay. else Bo? anything else uh, no not that i mean we've the kids don't go back to school until the girls start school next thursday so we're still doing the summer thing wow okay all our schools have started back up yes they have it's i, I need them back in school well we're good they're ready to go back i'm ready for them to go back they're excited 
Mm-hmm. And their parents are all vaccinated, so there should be no <laughs> delays in starting back to school. Yeah, actually, I, I, I kind of want to contact, not that you'd get, I don't know what partic- participation you get, but I'd like to, I'd like the principal to send out a survey and see how many people respond. Mm-hmm. Vaccinated, like anonymous survey. Yeah. But I, I'd like to think that most parents in my kids' classes, that their kid, like they're vaccinated. Like, I think it's at least 80% or greater. So I feel pretty good about the school year, better than I would if I was down down in Memphis. Hmm. Yeah. It's a shit show down here. I know. And your governor with the mask mask thing optional and all that, it's it's crazy. <laughs> yep. It's it's wild, man. Can't please everyone, but you should probably go on the side of science. That's where I stand. I know from experience that the masks actually do work. Dummies. <laughs> Seen it work. Mm-hmm. Lived it. It's pretty amazing those things, actually. If you keep it over your nose and mouth, you, you'll be good. Yeah. Mostly. It's hard to just get like, I don't know, 30 people on the same page. Trying to get million, no, millions of people on the same page is impossible. I was I was talking to somebody earlier this week and I was like, could you imagine how different things would be right now if as soon as there was like a COVID-19 coronavirus like possibility in the States, as soon as there was a case, as soon as anything started with this shit, if Donald Trump did like a sit down and face the camera break into all of the TV channels like a, a a public announcement and he looked the camera in the eye and he said look we have there is a serious problem coming and there's only a few ways to handle it everybody's got to wear a mask and he just he looked right into the camera and he said we have to take this seriously as a country as a community, locally and nationally, people are going to lose lives. Everyone needs to wear a mask and watch out for each other. Like how different this could be if he did anything like that. No, he did the exact opposite. He's like, oh, there's like, there's four cases. It's not even going to happen. So it'll be soon. It'll be zero sooner than many are saying. It'll magically disappear. Yeah. Could you imagine how different everything could be though? Yeah, like, if, we could have crushed it. If if somebody just did like a like a national security press conference, like sit like like George W. did, like mm-hmm. whatever he was talking about, war or something. But God, how different be things pre- could be. Be presidential is what you're you're saying. If he didn't just blow it off, different motives or whatever. But he wanted to be reelected. I mean, I always I always said that if he had just sold like forty dollar MAGA masks on his website. <laughs> Made in China, he's making like thirty nine ninety five <laughs> off of each mask. Yeah, it could be so different. It just blows my mind. Like people, we there would be so much less divide on this situation. I feel like if if people just knew right from the beginning how serious it was supposed to be, and instead nobody fucking knew. I had mm-hmm. no idea. I didn't know who to listen to or what was going on or if it was even going to make it to the states because mm-hmm. we were kept in the dark. 
whatever. I don't want to go on a tangent about it. I just, I was talking to somebody. I was like, could you imagine how different mm-hmm. things would be right now? If somebody just like pointed us in a fucking direction from the beginning and got everybody on the same page and gave everybody the same knowledge. Would have been nice. Sheesh. It's, it fucking sucks, man, to think about it like that. It's, it's depressing. <laughs> I don't know. What else, Bo? You been up to anything else? No, it's about it. Just fucking off. Working. Hanging with the kids. Yeah. Jumping on the trampoline. Double bouncing them. That's cool. They're double bouncing them right out of that thing. Well, it's got a net, but I've got one of my... <laughs> Of kids. course, of course, you have a net on your trampoline. Yeah, one of one of my Fucking kids liberal. Uh, <laughs> liberal. <laughs> the uh, one of the neighbor kids. Got I, he he's got he's got the double bounce down, and he's getting like like over my head when when we bounce him. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Bo put a so mask kids on his last, trampoline. Like, three or four days, we've been. <laughs> I've been like, we've been bouncing a lot. It's been fun. We used to take old skateboard decks, try to do like massive kick flips on them and do like big air grabs. Probably not. Well, I still safest, do that from time to time. Probably not the safest thing in the world because that board could probably just slice through the trampoline. <laughs> but we never worried about it. No, I that. think if you're, I don't think so. I, no. I do it every once in a while. The kids like it. Yeah. Oh, you cracking a hams? Mm. What you got there? Yep, it's a hams. Gold and blue. <laughs> the land of the sky blue waters. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I just got boring old Budweiser's tonight. We've got one old style left. Me and, Bri- me and Brian are going to wrestle for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even want to talk about my week at all <laughs> i got nothing nice to say you had a rough you had a rough weekend yeah that's all that stuck in my head is my weekend from cleaning up homeless people puke to calling the cops all weekend it's been a <laughs> fucking nightmare i really don't want to talk about it i started like redesigning our studio that's been kind of fun mm-hmm. i'm getting uh some i fixed one of those tvs i fixed another tv long time listeners know i'm a TV repairman now. Somebody gave me a, another TV and I fixed it and hang it up on the fucking wall. Well, I'll get this place looking real nice. Real nice. Mm-hmm. So we can watch games and stuff while we podcast and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. It's all kind of a blur, man. Working and just trying to relax and Maybe watching TV here and there. I watched a movie this week, but I don't even remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> you watched Mississippi Burning. I did watch Mississippi Burning. Thank you for reminding me. I took y'all's advice and watched it. That was like uh, last week. So we were off last week, but the week before. Mm-hmm. I watched it. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good movie. And Bo, you were a hundred percent right. If you go into that movie thinking about the issues of today's racism and and masking and vaccines, 
it, it, it's very comparable to what was going on with the racism at the time when that movie was made and when it takes place anyway. Well, they just, they just weren't, they just were unwilling to, to change. And that's what this right. whole pandemic has been is mm-hmm. okay. Well, shit's different now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, you were totally right. Cause it was stuck in my head the whole time. I was like, yep, that's, that's all very familiar. Very film familiar situ- uh, scenarios. Situation. Situations. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, it was a good movie though. I enjoyed it. I uh, came home from work one night and settled in real nice and <laughs> got my head right and thorough and just uh, just watched it and enjoyed it. I didn't try to like overanalyze it or anything. I just I just like, just gonna watch this for pure enjoyment. <laughs> Not gonna try to make anything of it. Sad, sad fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't really have to analyze it too hard. I mean, there's there's some deep themes, but they're but the way they're presented is pretty in your face, you know. Mm-hmm. Pretty cut and dry. Like I don't, story. I don't remember, I don't remember there being any secret racists in that movie. No, like pretty much a guy comes on screen, and you're like, oh yeah, why don't you, bad guy? <laughs> why don't you just leave us alone? Go back, go back where you're from. We ain't going to change. Just leave us alone. A lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I forget well, the guy. We would have left, left you alone if you didn't kill them civil rights workers. Yeah. Why don't you just get out of here? And what is one of them says something about like, I mean, he says like worse things, but he says something about like you Hoover commie lovers. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 When I, when I think about known friends of communists, <laughs> I think of Hoover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I feel like that was a very powerful movie. I enjoyed it a lot. <clears throat> what else have I done? I don't know, man. Just been like uh like kind of just like surviving like one day to the next. And a lot of that's because I probably drank too much. So I'm like, all right, let's get everything back in line <laughs> just get through one more day <laughs> <laughs> every day it's like my whole life just revolves around work that's that's all there is right now and betting on baseball mm-hmm. like betting against the cubs the cubs and white Sox played last week that was a lot of fun one really good day the white Sox lost a game to the Cubs, though. Mm-hmm. Saturday. Like Saturday, yeah. That was disappointing. I lost hundreds of dollars <laughs> on that game. I can't believe they lost to the Cubs. Believe it. Cubs came out just scoring, man. I think it was like a trap game. Mm-hmm. Uh, two games in a row. Cubs had big leads early. And the Sox were able to rebound. It was Friday night. They, went, they came back from down 6-0, but... The next game, they couldn't score. They couldn't get on base, so they, they blew it. You're coming out against a bad team like the Cubs. You gotta, you gotta come out firing. So I made a bunch of money Friday night. Lost a bunch of money Saturday night, betting against the goddamn Cubs. <laughs> but it's okay. Betting on baseball's been all I've had. College football started back up, so that's been fun a little bit. But it's so early, I mean, hard to say 
what these teams are yet. Mm-hmm. I'll be out there Saturday at the Liberty Bowl. Let me know what you see. Try and, I'm going to try and get my truck back on the field. Scout that. <laughs> I'm going to try to get on that field one way or another <laughs> if I have to drive on or run on. <laughs> Let me know what you see, man, if they look good. I don't know. I don't know nothing about Tiger football, really. I know they're take, kind of taking a step back, it seems like. We just got a we just got the text today that uh we're, that we're tailgating again. We've got our we've got the tailgate spot back. Oh, that's cool. The people that we tailgate with and uh, everybody everybody in the tailgate group is vaccinated. So it's a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, that'll be fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it, man. Enjoy those. When when do they usually play? Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy Saturday at six. Yeah. Enjoy those Saturdays off. I'm I'm working Saturday. <laughs> run out of work and straight to the tailgate. Night games. Get a couple hours in, yeah. There you go. All right. Should we talk hoops? Sure. Let's do it. I guess we usually kind of start out with the news, so let's uh, start with some news. Let me think. What happened in the last two weeks? Well, the... Um See, so there's the marketing trade. What do we care about? The Lori marketing trade is something I'm interested in. Can you break it down for us? So it was a three-way, a three-way. All right. With Chicago, Portland, and Cleveland. So Larry Nance Jr. went from Cleveland to Portland. Portland sent a first-round pick to... Was it Chicago got the first? Chicago, yeah. And they sent. Hold on now. Let me. Um, where's right. my note on this here? Where are your notes? Don't you have there them is. printed out? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have them? Is your printer out? out of ink? What's going on over there? <laughs> it was a sign. Obviously, it was a sign and trade. Yeah, Laurie was a sign and trade. So the the headline of the trade was Chicago is getting Lori, excuse me, Cleveland is getting Chicago's Lori marketed, mm-hmm. and Cle- and Portland's involved in the trade. The Bulls are getting Derek Jones Jr. and Portland's lottery protected future first, and Cavs future second rounder, and then Portland's getting Larry Nance. So basically, Lori marketed to Cleveland, mm-hmm. Derek Jones Jr. and a first to Chicago, and then Larry Nance Jr. to Portland. Seems like and a pretty fair trade. Yeah. And there's some protections on the pick, but it doesn't particularly matter. It's interesting that Lori wanted out of Chicago. That was all I heard. That's all I saw. I think it maybe it was mutual, but I don't know if Chicago really had to trade him. It's a new regime. Maybe that's part of it. But Yeah, they didn't they didn't draft him, so I mean, he just seems like he should be so good. I don't know. I maybe I haven't paid enough attention. Maybe I haven't seen him play enough. I don't think I've seen him play enough, but I've, I have a high opinion of him just because I've, he's a shooter. Well, I've never seen anything like stand out with him. Like he's never like shown me a lot. You know, he's he's always kind of been like in the background. Yeah, I mean, he's what he's 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 legit seven feet tall, right? He's like a seven footer so that can shoot. Say. I mean, he's he's gotten a lot of comparisons to Dirk, but I mean, it's those comparisons come up, and you're like, "Come on, man, he's not. He, you're not going to be Dirk." 
Yeah, I don't know what it is. No, nobody's going to be dark. That's a really fucking yeah. tall order. Yeah. But Lori, I guess Cleveland's young, and they have, like, ample space to kind of take a chance, take a shot. Mm-hmm. Whereas Chicago is signing free agents, and they want to win now. And I think Laurie wanted out of Chicago. I think the whole situation of being in Chicago kind of rubbed him the wrong way, and he's ready to go. I think he needed a change of scenery. And so he gets to go to Cleveland. (laughs) What an honor. I don't know if he's going to get the ball a whole lot there as long as Sexton's there either, but whatever. Like, whatever. Hey, it seems like a pretty fair trade. Uh, Portland makes a move to get Larry Nance Jr., who's who was like at the at the beginning of last season was one of the top like five defensive players in the fucking league. Him mm. and Drummond were dominating blocks, rebounds, steals. Nance is a boss on defense. I like I like Larry Nance Jr. a lot. Yeah, that's a hell of a front court in Portland. I think it helps them. I don't know if it's enough to keep Dame happy. Like, they got to make more moves somehow. I don't know if that's enough for Dame, but it's a step in the right direction, I think. Um, I don't hate him on that roster. I always thought Larry Nance had a shot in this league to be really good. I always thought he could be on the level that, like, Ryan Anderson was at. I thought he already would have been better than he is. But maybe that's because he's been in fucking shitty situations and bad systems. So this could be Larry Nance's like yeah. breakout. It really could. This could be big for him. Going to a winning fucking mm-hmm. team. I like it. I like it for Larry Nance and I like it for Portland. As long as they keep Dame. If they get rid of Dame, then it means fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think. I don't think they're getting rid of him. I hope not. The, everybody's talking about uh, Philly. Yeah. Ben Simmons. Why would Portland do that? Unless they're getting like 90 draft picks. Right. <laughs> but what do you think? That's what you want. You want you want those Philly draft picks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh-huh. Down the road. And beat implodes or whatever. I Yeah. I don't. I just. You don't trade for Larry Nance Jr. If you're going to trade Dame. Right. That's not a. Yeah. Well, they're trying to keep a, him. Yeah, he's not a player. It'd be like the Spurs trading for Larry Nance Jr. and saying, "This is, you know, this is our Tim Duncan." No, you know, no, no. Nance is a role player that's to complement what they have. It's not a rebuild right. situation at all. Like no, they're not they're trading go- for Nance to like rebuild around. <laughs> and I think actually Portland, if Dame stays healthy, McCollum stays healthy, and Nurkic is seventy percent of what he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. then they're. They'll easily make the playoffs and could even. Uh, who who's is it? Billups is a coach. That's right. I'm skeptical of of how that's going to work, but it, how dare you? We'll see. Who knows? But no they way. could be a top. I mean, they could be a top four or five, six seed if they everything works out for them. And th- there's no reason not to go for it. Why would you? Why would you blow it up at this point? No, I don't think it makes sense to blow it up, but Dame's going to look around and say, how the fuck are we going to beat the Lakers? Right. <laughs> well, And if he, do, if he doesn't hey, think that roster's strong enough to beat the Lakers, if he doesn't think he can beat the Lakers, 
Like he can't beat Russell Westbrook, then he's gonna say, "I gotta get out of here." I mean, we talked about Running this out of time. We talked about this the last two years. Just get into the playoffs healthy, and anything can happen. Absolutely. That's yeah, the way I see it. that's true. I mean, you're, are you counting on Anthony Davis to be healthy? Right. You know, if it's LeBron and Westbrook and a bunch of old dudes, who who knows? I want to talk about Westbrook at some point tonight because I'm uh, I'm conflicted as hell <laughs> with that situation. Let's finish talking about that trade. So we like we like what Portland did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do I don't we, think it's enough. Do we like what Chicago did? Derek Jones Jr. is a fun, exciting player. Yeah, he'll be coming off the bench, I assume. And they got a pick. Yeah, it fits. And Cleveland gets a young dude, well, a younger, younger than Nance dude that they can maybe kind of coach up and shape. I just felt like it was a really fair trade for everybody, and uh, there was no clear really winner. It was just like a really good three-way deal. That's how I felt about it. Laurie Markkinen, like, he should be... Should be awesome. There was a. <laughs> he ain't shown me nothing though. There was a. I saw a pretty funny tweet after that trade went down. And yeah. It said like 2022 Cleveland Cavaliers starting five Kevin Love, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Laurie Markinen, and Chet Holmgren. <laughs> like, what on earth? <laughs> just a bunch of seven footers just no. rolling, rolling five big dudes out okay. there. Okay. <laughs> All and right. the joke is that Chet Holmgren's probably like a number one or number two draft pick in the next draft. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they're going to Cleveland get will get him. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland and Orlando already already looking to the next year after this one. Chicago, huh? Good. Chicago, Portland, we like a lot. Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland's doing Cleveland stuff. Yeah, I felt like it just kind of helped everybody. It's a really well thought out deal. I think. Only time will tell with Lori. I think Lori Marketing's good. Mm-hmm. Should at least the, the theoretical Lori Marketing. Oh yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> if he can get the ball in Cleveland, <laughs> it's guard heavy. Well, JB Bickerstaff will take care of that for us. If he's there. <laughs> Cle- I mean, Cle- <laughs> Cleveland ain't buying out a coach right now, man. <laughs> they might. They might if they start out like 0 and 10. I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, I think JB's got a he got a, he's got I a think, pretty long rope up there. Yeah, I think their their first 10 games are against the Magic, so they'll start 10 and 0. <laughs> 5 and 5. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? Uh, did you guys see uh, Rachel Nichols' show got canceled on ESPN? Yeah, Jesus I did see that. Fucking Christ! What was your initial never, thought about that, Bo? I never watched the jump, so I tried to watch it. And I was, just, I just, I, I was like, this is stupid. That's fine. I mean, she's she's a big uh, friend of the players, you know, Jimmy she's Butler. Not, she's not whatever. <laughs> she's not like a like a hard hitting journalist by any means, but. She wants to be everybody's friend. I get that. Well, I just don't think. I just never. I just don't like ESPN's programming. Period. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get my NBA stuff from podcasts. Sure, I get that. Sit, 
What'd you think of the scenario? What'd you think of the situation though? Like, did anything like, what was the first thing that popped into your head? I just think ESPN's just, my first thing that popped in my head was that ESPN's just a mess and they don't, they're rudderless and they don't know what they're doing. You know, with that show being like the premiere show or whatever. And I didn't think it was that good. And then they just like, okay, well we're done with it. Yeah. I think they were, maybe they were kind of tired of our shit. And this was like a opportunity to get rid of her. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Cause I don't, I don't mind her as a person by any means. I've never met her or anything, but I didn't really tune into that show a whole lot either. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes on at like a weird time. You well, know? It's all puff pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's like, thanks for joining us. Yeah. I mean, I feel that like the really best fun. part of that show was Zach Lowe was on it all the time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's really strange. Uh, I think uh, she burned too many bridges at ESPN. Uh, yeah, that like the elite conversation, she came off kind of like itchy, want, you I know. I wonder where she goes. Like, what does she do now? She can go to she can go to Fox Sports. She That's what I was here. actually thinking that she's gonna um that Robert Paris is gonna give her a, a sack full of money and bring her on, on Grand City Media. <laughs> she might take a lesser role somewhere. She seems like uh I don't know, some uh, everybody has like mixed opinions about her, but well, to me I, she seems like super like down to earth and um approachable and reasonable. I don't know um if that's an act or if she's like actually like a cutthroat businesswoman behind closed doors. I just don't know. I don't know enough about her. But I thought it was, it's, I mean, that's a big deal to lose like your job like that. You know, well, I'll say this about her over some bullshit. Her, her dad was uh, Mike Nichols, an American film director, theater director, producer, actor, and comedian. And if you put in his net worth, hmm. it's, let's see mike nichols like a hundred million dollars so she was like always able to just like chase her dreams and do whatever she wanted well i'm not no i mean what you're saying no i'm saying that she's not in it for the money Mm -hmm. i mean she's also she's probably made i mean she's not leaving esp and broke you know no no she's made millions she had a a full-time tv show i mean to to bring it back to something i brought up last week the atlanta falcons head coach is fred smith's son Fred Smith is the CEO of FedEx. And you're going to tell me that, you know, he always could just chase his dreams. Well, maybe, but you don't get to be an NFL head coach by just being a slouch. No, but or you by nepotism. I see where you're and coming from. You may get opportunities that other people don't get. Well, you can get your foot in the door. Right. But it's all you're about not, who you know, typically. But it doesn't mean that you're going to make it. No, it does not. You have to put some work in as well. That's, that's true. Definitely. Um, that, that's my point. Yeah. Is that she's earned what she's got yeah. and it's not about the money for her. Right, right. It's about the accolades. But she had, you know, she didn't have to take out student loans to go to college. She was able to probably not work while she was in college. <laughs> well, I would probably say she probably interned all through college and that's, worked her ass off if I had to that's just maybe, assume something. Maybe. I don't know. But did she have to, fucking, she was Jimmy, she have to yeah. fucking work at Taco fucking hell? 
<laughs> did she have to work at the fucking Burger yeah, King she while she to, was in college? She no, she went to. No, she was she doing something ni- for her field. What in the world are we talking about here? She went to a nice high school and then got a nice internship. <laughs> and what the fuck are we talking about here, man? And was Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler's tutor? She wasn't a fucking barista <laughs> working fucking thirty five hours a week while she's in college, like. And maybe she'll get a job. No, she knew people. She got a job. She had nice internships. Come on, man. What the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> all right, all right. Working is working, but there's a difference between a set-up internship and a and working at fucking Taco Bell yeah. or whatever, working at the fucking grocery store. You think that she, she, I mean, she had more time to hone her craft because she wasn't bartending. Right, like even like waiting tables yeah. or something. Like that's a fucking taxing job, mm-hmm. mentally and physically. An internship where you're sitting in an office and maybe you're doing things, maybe you're running errands, who fucking knows. It's a totally different scenario, man. But yeah, I don't want to get too far into it. I feel like I'm going off the rails a little bit. <laughs> but but there is a fucking difference. And the point being... uh She'll she'll land on her feet, I bet. <laughs> she's already she's already landed on her feet. She's just fine. Yeah. It kind of sucks for her because she worked for so long to get where she is at ESPN. And now that's I mean, that's kind of a shitty thing to get fired, you know? Like uh that's probably emotional it's probably pulling on her emotional strings a little bit. I imagine it's pretty shitty. She's like, damn, I had it. Uh-huh. It was right there. And now I got to fucking start over and figure out what I did wrong and try to do things differently. If she's even capable of doing it, who fucking knows? It makes you wish you like knew more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Rachel, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast to hear your side of it. Anytime. Like you can say whatever you want. <laughs> you can tell us everything. <laughs> Bring Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. But anyway, I don't know. I just think it's like it's tough to get where she got. Yes, I'm not, I'm not saying anything was given to her, and it's got to be kind of shitty to get that taken away from you after all that hard work. Speaking of hard work, teams have been working hard to trade Patrick Beverly. Congratulations, Bo! Oh, thank you. <laughs> When Bo, when's your birthday? It's October twenty sixth. Ooh, right before the season. Should oh, yeah. we should we throw in and get him a Pat Bev jersey? Let's see if he uh, makes the team first. I think I think he sticks around in in Minnesota. Is he taking a physical yet? <laughs> <laughs> Any inside information uh, on Pat Bev's physical <laughs> in Minnesota yet? <laughs> no, I haven't tried to uh, track that down. No. I, I, there is a Wolves podcast in my feed that, but I never listened to it. Those guys the are probably released. nerds. Let's see what <laughs> they're playing. The Pelicans. Let's see. Uh, Around my, ber- they're playing the Pelicans. Pelicans October twenty third. Think we'll have Delta under control by then. No. I, I would imagine. You, I, I mean, you'll probably have to be vaccinated to get into a game, or have a negative COVID test. I don't know. They're not going to do that in Memphis, I'm sure. But, dude, they're doing it in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so hmm. for, for LSU college football games, and those are outside. So who knows? 
things are changing with that every day you know everything has changed every day i mean but yeah they could you know the grizzlies could say they're gonna do that but then or the fedex forum could say they're gonna do that but then you know billy would probably write an executive order saying it's unconstitutional or something yeah exactly he didn't care about the grizzlies actually he'd be like blm whatever (laughs) yeah (laughs) go ahead be vaccinated it's your stupid nba game see when does the nba season start is it uh your birthday is when October 26th. 26th. So the season starts October 19th. So we'll already be going. Training camp starts September 28th. Is that the actual, is that the actual season starts on the 19th? That seems kind of early. Regular season. Wow. It is early. It's a few weeks early. Yeah, normally it's uh, still preseason then. Yeah, the, the NBA season normally starts right around the end of October, the very end of October. Maybe that's when preseason starts. It says regular. Like, I'm on the NBA.com. It says October 19th, regular season begins. Hmm. We got eight weeks to fucking sort it out. (laughs) (laughs) We come on every week and talk about, uh, so is it still, is it October 19th still the regular (laughs) season start date? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we can just do that until it starts. Bo, anything else in the news? There was something kind of goofy in the news that Nerlens Noel suing Rich Paul, claiming that Rich Paul is responsible for his fifty-eight million dollars in lost earnings, and then there was um, someone oh. else reported that the 76ers were indeed interested in landing Nerlens Noel before Philly shifted its sights to Al Horford after being unable to reach Rich Paul. The Clippers and Rockets attempted to contact Rich Paul the same off-season. But no dice. So, hmm. what's that all about? I don't know anything about this. Sounds like Rich Paul fucked up with uh, Nerlens Noel, and Nerlens Noel wants his money back. Hmm. Not that it was ever his, but it's a lawsuit. He's suing him. He's claiming he lost fifty-eight million, huh? Nerlens Noel is the plaintiff versus Rich Paul and Clutch Sports as the defendants. Dallas County, Texas. Uh, he's not going to win that lawsuit, though, because it's can you, you have to prove without reasonable doubt that you were worth that money at that time. Well, we'll see. Or you have to. Uh, how do you prove that your agent was neglectful? Right. I mean, I guess if there's if there's teams on record saying that they tried to contact his agent and they couldn't. I don't know if he gets all that money, but he maybe he could settle for a lesser amount. Yeah, it sounds like he's a little fucking like uh, disappointed, and maybe he's feels like he's been mistreated somehow. Yeah, but he's gonna have a hard time winning that. I think I'm not a lawyer, but it seems like uh, it's a lot of he said she said bullshit, and the judge is gonna be like, what? How many injuries has this guy had? He missed 42 games the following season. Like uh, That money might not have even been there, dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you're if you're Rich Paul and you've got, I don't know, you've got like LeBron on the phone or Anthony Davis or Trey Young or 
any of his other clients and you know you get the you get the beep in from Nerland's Noel you're probably not going to end and accept that call so Bo correct me if I'm wrong so he's saying that the agent declined some deal because he thought he was going to get him more money just that he just botched it basically and then he he fired the agent right oh I think he fired clutch yeah I don't know, man. Probably, probably tough for him to sue him if he walked out in the middle of a shift. Because <laughs> remember the the Mavs offered Noel like four and seventy seven, and he declined it, which at the time I thought was bananas. It's like just take the money, mm-hmm. and if you're better than that, then guess what? You'll get another contract in four years. I always thought that was crazy. Like why? Why? And and this is not my world, so and I'm not an agent, so I don't know. But like, so what? Just take the seventy million and play well, the basketball. I mean, there has to be something in an agent's contract that says like you can't sue me if you feel like I gave you bad advice. It says that Noel said Paul advised him to pass on a seventy million dollar offer and accept a one year deal so he could be an unrestricted free agent the following year. And get a more lucrative contract. That's what it's saying on every everything. So they tried to talk him into like betting on himself and only taking a one year deal instead of taking the uh, extension. Sounds like a I don't know, just to me, he, Nerlens Noel does not believe in himself. Sounds like he got bad advice. Yeah, but can he sue for bad? Advice? Right. Oh yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. Probably ends in a settlement. Yeah, we may never really know yeah. what happens here. We'll probably just never hear about it again. It ends it ends in some settlement and he gets like, you know, they cut him a check for like five million bucks or something. You think Clutch has five million dollars to spare? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, I do. Yeah. Clutch has got a lot of money. Rich Paul started with uh, LeBron James, Tristan Thompson, Eric Bledsoe, and Corey Joseph as Clutch Sports' only client. Since then, he has catered to 24 more players. Uh, Paul has risen all the way up to number three in total client wages as of last year, even though he ranks number seven among his peers in total number of clients. They carry a whopping $814 million totaling all the contracts under management. Now, that's just the amount of the contracts, but... What's that cut? Ten percent. That's yeah. crazy. So he he did bet on himself, and he was advised to do that. And typically, agents are right on that. But with Nerlens, it was always like an injury concern, and it's probably not a good idea to bet on yourself when you're a seven foot injury concern. Uh, that is bad advice. You don't usually see things like uh, get aired out like this. You know? Yeah. So it it is interesting. I don't know if we'll ever be able to follow up on this story and really know what happens, but it, I just thought it was kind of fascinating. It's definitely. It's definitely interesting. You can bet on yourself and sometimes it doesn't work. Ask uh like we said, ask Dennis Schroeder. Doesn't always work. Betting on yourself. Uh, 
especially for these like mid level like uh like that like Norland's Noel Noel is not like a top player. <laughs> it's not super sought after. And neither is Dennis Schroeder. I feel like if you get like these mid middle uh, tier middle tier guys, if you get a contract offer that's in the tens of millions of dollars, like just take it. What's what I'm saying? And so you have seventy million dollars instead of one hundred and ten million dollars. Oh and no! I I I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I get it, but if you don't have that money already, I would just rather. Okay, so I could have made. I mean, I, my contract is fully guaranteed for seventy-seven million, and I'm really disappointed that I'm not making one hundred twenty-five million. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is. I mean, I'd rather take the sure thing. With Nerlens, he accepted a one-year qualifying offer for four point one million. The next season, he tore a ligament in his left thumb and played thirty games, and was suddenly rendered a minimum salary player. So the, it's crazy. The margins are that injury prone. I mean, that was a knock on Nerlens when he got drafted. Injuries. So it's probably. Stupid call. It was dumb for him to think that that was the way it would play out. And, yeah, I don't know if a lawsuit's going to fix anything. I don't know if that's going to help him out. But interesting nonetheless. I think we're done with it. Yeah. Let's see. Was there any other player movement this past two weeks? Yes. Well, something recent. What? The Rondo deal? Yeah, let's talk about Rondo. Let's talk right. about this motherfucker. He gone from the Grizzlies. That's right. And we're going to miss him and what he brings to the table here in Memphis a lot. <laughs> Rondo was waived from Memphis for... He's probably going to get paid, what, like uh, 70% of what he was owed? Something like that? I think he was due 7 point seven and a half million and and then the lakers signed him for the minimum of two and a half so he probably gave up two and a half with the grizzlies to sign with the lakers yeah so he's probably got five million on the books with the with the grizz Mm -hmm. so he's gonna did he already sign with the grid with the lakers he cleared waivers and yes so he's already in would you say well uh one year 2.6 mm-hmm yeah whatever his minimum is yeah with his years of service. Yeah. I think Rondo's the next Andre Iguodala. This is highly on our radar based out of Memphis. We've seen this happen before. Why? Why is he the next AI? Andre Iguodala. Why? Tell us why, Jeff. <laughs> yes, why? AI signed one last big deal and then got traded. Kind of just like Rondo did after the Lakers won a championship and he signed a big deal with Atlanta. They're both far past their primes, (laughs) if you ask me. Their reputations both are based on the fact that they were role players on championship teams. Very similar situations. Mm -hmm. The Rondo thing, you know, he didn't really work out in Atlanta. He was then traded to the Clippers and then traded again. 
then waived, whereas Iggy was waived because he refused to play for the new team, that being Memphis. Both players have the Memphis connection, which is mainly why this is on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because of the Memphis thing. Anyway, Rondo is now headed to a new team after never being part of the team he was waived from. Just like Iggy. It's kind of the same situation where you get these veteran guys that are never a part of the team that they are traded to, which is horseshit. Well, there, I mean, the difference there is, and maybe you're about to say this. What's the difference? The difference is that Andre Iguodala was clear, was clear that he did not want to play in Memphis, and we haven't heard anything from Rondo's camp that he didn't have to say it. <laughs> but he didn't. There could have been an agreement with the team. The Grizzlies could have just immediately said, we're, you know, we're not even going to go this route. We're not going to go down this road with you. We've done this before. Okay. We're going to waive you. Last year was not great for Rondo, though. No. Played 27 games with Atlanta, 18 with the Clippers, 45 in total as like a backup. So now he's going to the Lakers as Westbrook's backup, and he's played less than half the games last year. Or he played about half, a little more than half. But mm-hmm. So he's going to go to the Lakers and play half the games as the backup. Okay, Lakers. It was 17 minutes per game average last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Rondo might be done. Andre Iguodala didn't produce in Miami like they thought. Is that fair? Yes. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. And now Andre Iguodala is getting another shot with Golden State. And it's likely a total waste of a roster spot. Icky and Golden State. Like, what is going on? Maybe it's nice for the locker room, but he's not a player. It's like Udonis Haslam in Miami, you know? Like, Icky's not a player. I don't know if Rondo's going to be a fucking player. I think it describes the next chapter for Rondo completely, like the Haslam-Iggy comparison. I think that title in the bubble with Rondo... And the Lakers, I think there was a last drop of gas in the tank for old Rajon Pierre Rondo. <laughs> I want to milk the last bit of baseball you got in you. <laughs> That's and right. you want to stay in the show. <laughs> and you want to stay. He barely played in the playoffs for the Clippers last year. Rondo, that is. Barely played. I'd be shocked if he plays for the Lakers next year and he's like a, a real contributor. And you can call me out for being wrong, but he's 35. And if you want to call me out, the number's 901-300-6575. Call me and tell me how dumb I am for thinking that Rondo is going to be a non-factor for the Lakers next year. This dude, I guess, like, maybe it's a locker room thing. The guys like him. Bron likes him. Has to. Mm -hmm. So they've got Rondo and Dwight Howard. They're the same age. Both younger than LeBron. I don't know. The Lakers have this like insanely old team. Then they have Rudy Gay too, right? <laughs> Rudy Gay's thirty-five. Kyle Lowry's thirty-five. Has yeah. nothing to do with it, but Rudy oh, Gay on the Lakers or the Clippers? I thought Rudy signed with the Lakes. Lakes. Uh, okay. Lakes. Got my LA's mixed up. 
I just have a strong feeling that, like, I think Rondo's done. 35 is, it's tough to play after that. Vince Carter is, like, the anomaly. Nope. Play it after 35. Nope. Who else is good? Rudy Gay is uh, oh, the Jazz. The Jazz. The Jazz? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Yep. And Whiteside. It's on Whiteside. Yeah. Jazzly's, dude. What the fuck? Jazzly's, Rudy I, and Conley. I, I totally fucking missed that. I, I thought it was the Clippers. What in the world is going on? For some reason, I thought he signed with the Clippers, but no, it is the Jazz. They need to bring the Jazz. They're bringing in Costa Kufus and Hakeem Work for the, for the Jazz, too. <laughs> Why did I think it was the Lakers? I thought it was too for some reason. I feel like it got reported. Maybe he maybe he was linked to him at one point, and LeBron was like, "No, not dog. the Jazz." Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, Rondo. Like, how? Like, do you guys think he's really going to be a factor for the Lakers? Not. In the regular season, maybe in the playoffs. He plays half the games, 15 to 20 minutes. I mean, yeah, he's not known as a big regular season contributor now. He didn't play in the playoffs last but, year for the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, if he gives them 12 minutes a game off the bench to spell Westbrook, you know. Dude, it's tough for everyone after that age, 35. But going back to my initial point, this just reeks of Andre Iguodala all over it it's the same situation i don't think uh like iggy hasn't done shit since he didn't play for memphis because he was too good Mm -hmm. too valuable Mm -hmm. too valuable to a contending team to play for the shitty memphis grizzlies too valuable yeah it didn't turn out very well for him and you can say like rondo hasn't said anything Fuck that. Yeah. He was never going to play here. He told his agent that I'll accept the trade and a buyout. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I I won't argue that. Nothing just ever came out publicly. And I think that's that's where the hatred of Iguodala comes from here. And I so, mean, you had players talking about it. And you so, had Dylan Brooks dude, popping off about it. I don't. John Morant popping off about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same scenario. And if the Grizzlies needed more motivation, they should 100% go ahead and think that Rondo told someone yes. that he was not going to play in Memphis. Or maybe the Grizzlies just said, you ain't playing in Memphis. I think it was all premeditated. Rondo was never going to play here. He's too valuable <laughs> to a championship team. <laughs> To play for Memphis. And maybe I'm speculating a little bit. Maybe I'm rolling with it. But I think it's a very similar situation. And if you don't like it, tell me. Tell me why it's different. And don't just say what Bo said. He never said it publicly. <laughs> That's maybe Rondo is just... Uh, didn't want to start shit. He didn't want the smoke. That fucking Iggy, man. Uh, yeah, watch how bad he is for the Warriors <laughs> next year. And watch how bad Rondo is for the Lakers. I don't care. There's no way those guys are still good. 
What are your guys' thoughts on uh, Rondo? I'd bet that he's going to be better for the Lakers than Iguodala is going to be for the Warriors. Yeah, should be. He's got, what, like five years on him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ought to be. Why are, why, why are the Warriors signing Andre Iguodala? Why are they taking him in? What uh? What he get? I don't know. The vet men. I think you got the vet men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else would it be? Maybe they just you know, maybe they just had a little money and <laughs> they're gonna you know, maybe he's just gonna coach Wiggins up on defense a little bit. Maybe he can you know maybe him and Wiseman have something in common. They didn't want to <laughs> play in Memphis anymore. What is this? Andre Iguodala compares the Warriors star Steph Curry to the accountant. (laughs) I see that story. The Ben Affleck uh, character and the accountant. (laughs) He can do impossible things. Steph Curry is really good at math. And he has an Airstream trailer full of. What do you say? Uh, he goes, Steph's got something <laughs> Automatic else. weapons. <laughs> Steph's got something else. Anybody seen the accountant? Steph's like that. This is Andre Godel. He's good at everything. Hand-eye coordination. And he'll probably shoot somebody from a thousand feet away. I've seen him throw darts. I've seen him bowl like 250. Ping pong, golf. He could play pro in real life. He could throw a fastball 80 miles per hour right down the middle. He could throw a football over a mountain. <laughs> I made that last part up. What a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah, Iggy's there for moral support, clearly. Locker room. Getting the band back together. Bullshit. Anyway, so, yeah, I think uh, that's what's going on with Rondo, too, getting the band back together. I don't think he's there to fucking play. He ain't going to do shit. (laughs) Don't draft him on your fantasy (laughs) basketball team. Well, yeah, no. You're not getting triple-double Rondo. You're getting 17 minutes for half the games of the regular season. Maybe a playoff. Maybe he'll play in the playoffs. Maybe. And, you know, speaking of the Lakers, you know, I'm torn as hell with this Lakers squad. We don't want to root for the Lakers, but I've been a Westbrook supporter my entire career as an NBA fan. You were between a rock and a hard place, my friend. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, I guess I'm just going to root for Westbrook. I already put money on him to win MVP next year. <laughs> you brought up what you brought up Westbrook and the Wizards like every episode last season. <laughs> and what happened? Like, seriously, like the week after, I was like, they got to fucking start winning. Like, they, <laughs> they fucking started winning <laughs> and made the playoffs. You think that squad makes that playoff makes the playoffs without Westbrook? No, no fucking no way. chance. No, no fucking way. No, I'm a huge Westbrook supporter, and it's just because of that engine and that fire and that just, like, he doesn't fucking care, and he never quits. But I don't know what to do now. Like, I'm supposed to root for the favorite because they have Westbrook? Or I don't even know if they're the favorite. Maybe the top three team. I don't know. (sighs) Jeff, will you beer me? I'm going to watch Lakers games. It's going to happen. Hey man, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm intrigued by Westbrook for sure. I want to know what happens. I mean, they'll be on TV 82 times next year, so like LeBron and Westbrook 
both kind of do the same things. And I really want to see how it works. They're so similar. Maybe a younger Braun, but they're both getting up there. But, uh, God damn, I'm fucking torn, man. I don't know what to think. Westbrook, uh, that's where he's from. That's where he wants to be. But I'm so torn on whether or not to, like, uh, like I can't not root for the guy. Westbrook's my guy. When he was in Oklahoma, my thoughts, like, it was like him and Zach Levine. I was like, if you're an organization and you're not doing everything you can to try to steal one of those guys from an organization, like, I thought you were fucking up. Westbrook especially. And that was before Zach Levine blew his knee out, but whatever. Uh, sticking with the West Coast, I got a, one more piece of news. Okay. You remember Darren Collison? Yeah. Sure. Where's he at? <laughs> I'd say he's most known for playing point guard for the Pacers. And then he like retired out of nowhere back in 2019, right? After yeah, he's a Jehovah's Witness, correct? Right. Yeah, yeah. After 10 seasons in the NBA, he cited religious reasons for retiring. It's Jehovah's Witness. And he was like expected to draw multiple contract offers and he just mm -hmm. retired. Yeah. Out of nowhere. He was only 31 at the time. He gave it all up. Just gave up. A quote from Darren Collison at the time, just to like go, kind of go back at it. Is, I still love basketball. I know there is something more important, which is my family and my faith. Collison wrote in 2019, I am one of Jehovah's Witnesses, and my faith means everything to me. I receive so much joy from volunteering to help others and participate in a worldwide ministry. The joy I feel is unmatched. With that being said, I've decided to retire from the NBA. Mind-blowing at the time. I remember being very confused and being like, all right, fine, fuck you, see ya. <laughs> He's drafted by the Hornets in the first round, 21st overall draft pick. So this guy's not like a slouch. Like He was a very highly ranked player coming into the NBA. Played for the Pacers, the Mavericks, Clippers, Kings. Well, guess what? He's trying to make a comeback at age 34. He reportedly worked out for the Lakers earlier this summer, signaling that he's open to the idea of a comeback. Uh, it appears he wants to stay in California, where he's from, because now there are rumors him, of him getting a workout with the Warriors this week. Hmm. The Warriors. He's 34. Hasn't played basketball in three years, competitively, professionally. This was confirmed by NBC Sports Bay Area Warriors insider Monte Poole. My guess would be... That if he doesn't make this Warrior squad, he'll probably act like it doesn't really matter much to him and he didn't really care. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much how he handled the uh, Lakers workout, from what I understand. But what everybody's saying and what it looks like when you look at the Warriors roster is that they need a solid backup point guard. Something they haven't really had since Sean Livingston. And if they're trying to make a push at a title and getting Clay and Steph and Draymond, one 
you know, they only got a few more years to try to do this again. And we saw Steph is as good as Steph's ever been last year. They still, I still consider them a title contender. I wouldn't be surprised if they picked this dude up to try to be that guy. You think a guy can come back after being out for three years and be 34 and be a point guard in the league? I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Nobody does. Yeah, The Warriors will this week. I mean, you figure if he's like walking around and knocking on doors in a suit in the summer, he probably doesn't have a whole lot of body fat. <laughs> I want to go back to the Lakers thing. It'd be funny if the Lakers did sign him and he ended up being better than Rondo <laughs> and they waved or traded Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> They just that would be funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I mean, again, it goes back to the Noel thing. Why give up guaranteed money when maybe maybe you don't necessarily love it anymore, but get that last contract and then Prime. you have like a an end date. Prime of his career, like like towards yeah. the middle end of the prime. Like, yeah, but dude, like, if you could sign like at your current job, if you could sign like like whatever your golden parachute amount is, and then like have an end date, and whether you know, and and have that line up with your retirement plans right now, and they can't get rid of you for whatever reason, mm-hmm. then you'd be like, okay, well, I'll just sign this contract, and then the rest of my life is more or less set. To me, that's a uh, two-year million-dollar deal. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He didn't flame out. This is. I mean, Darren Collinson was a guy who, at the very least, was the very, very least was considered a rotation player on a good team. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like he retired to go to a bunch of birthday parties because Jehovah's Witnesses don't even do that. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, Prince was a Jehovah's Witness, and he made money and or and he made music and did drugs until the day he died. <laughs> like, that's really? true. Wow. I mean, imagine leaving tens of millions of dollars on the table. I mean, like, couldn't be me. I gotta go. Uh, gotta go, minister. Follow my heart. Somebody talked him into that shit. You know, somewhere along the line, he'd like come to Jesus moment. Somebody had to have like influenced him, right? Well, what he's already made forty three million. So, he's like, what do we know? What, how much money do I need? Sure. I think that's about what Brevin Knight's made forty three million. So he's he's trying to make a comeback, but he's also says he's not trying. He's like doing the things to make a comeback, like going to workouts and trying out with teams, but he also is saying like, Oh, if I don't make it, it's not a big deal. Like who would take a chance million. on somebody that's not like totally committed like that? Like why would anybody sign a guy that doesn't sound like he's totally committed? Brevin made how much? Thirty-five million. Yeah. <laughs> Set for life. I'm trying to figure out who is in it, who is in his ear. He, did he play with Danny Granger on those Pacers teams, or was that? Mm, it was three years ago, so I'd say no. No. Okay. I just looked up uh, like Paul George. I just looked up <laughs> NBA players who were Jehovah's Witnesses and Danny Granger. Oh no, shit! Is a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Hmm. Where's Danny Granger from? Arizona, isn't he? The West, yeah, Southwest. Like he's from Arizona. It's kind of like where he was born. He went to high school in Metairie. What the fuck? Metairie, <laughs> <He's> from <laughs> New Orleans. Metairie. 
Matt Trey. Hope his house is okay. I didn't realize Danny Granger is a NOLA boy. Weird. I mean that as if I was from New Orleans, I would refer to myself as boy as well. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Uh, Famous Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, The Williams sisters. I knew they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Prince, of course. Ja Rule is Jehovah's Witness. What? Megadeth's Dave Mustaine. What? (laughs) Is a Jehovah's Witness. Weird. <laughs> what? Donald Glover. Uh-uh. Uh, no. was, Donald Glover was raised a Jehovah's Witness, but now identifies as an atheist. Okay. An atheist. I, that, that makes me feel so much better. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. About to say, how did he make Atlanta being a Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't make uh, no like, fucking I thought, sense. The Notorious B.I.G. was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Eh, can't What's he can't help now? it. Well, he's dead. It's a rapper. He's still a rapper. Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a different list here. Oh, Megadeth guitarist Dave Mustaine was raised a Jehovah's Witness, but became a born again Christian in 2002. This is really interesting. All these celebrities. I guess if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, Larry Graham, but I knew, I knew Larry Graham was a Jehovah's Witness because he. Influence Prince to become a Jehovah's Witness. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you remember uh, we were talking about Mississippi burning earlier? Mm-hmm. I recall that. I remember. I remember. Are you about to say? Are you about to say Gene Hackman's a Jehovah's Witness? No. <laughs> Gene Hackman's a Jehovah's Witness. No, but um, Eddie Winslow. I guess what's his real name? Uh, Darius McCrary from Family Matters. The guy that looks exactly like Zebo. Yeah. Yes. Dude, I saw a shot in that movie at one point watching uh, Mississippi Burning, and I was like, is that fucking young Zebo? <laughs> he's in the background, like in the, uh, he's one of the, uh, the church kids. He's in the courtroom, yeah. He's like Dude. one of the choir kids or something in the church. Because oh, doesn't his, his father's house gets burnt down, right? Uh, the church gets like burned down, doesn't it? I don't yeah, know. the church does. Yeah. And the kid looks exactly like a young Zebo. Yeah. You know, you, you sent you sent that to us. Oh, I sent yeah. I forgot I sent that to you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Thus proving how much Eddie Winslow and Zebo are like the same person. God, man, I didn't know. Like nobody told me that young Eddie Winslow was in Mississippi Burning. I saw him just by chance, and I was like, "Oh, that's fucking that's the guy. Looks like Zebo." You just Jeff just did the Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) (laughs) pointing at the the TV. Yeah, that's (laughs) what does he say? Is that's me? (laughs) I don't remember the scene. That's what Zebo did when he watches Mississippi Burning. It was, yeah, points. He, he snaps and points at the TV, <laughs> and then he goes, "My booze don't need nobody." <laughs> Is that what he does? Yeah, bought a cigarette laced with LSD. Want to <laughs> smoke it with me? <laughs> I do believe. I believe I do. <laughs> That's a good he movie. Goes, nope, my booze don't need nobody. <laughs> 
That's a pretty good movie. Once upon a time in Hollywood. It's Cliff Booth. Fucking yeah. fucking Quentin Tarantino, man. You can't you can't go wrong. Cliff Booth. We were co workers. <laughs> I filmed Westerns here ten years ago. <laughs> Anybody want yes. a beer? Yeah, give me one. What's this ranch water? It's the last one. I still got some tiny bomb left. Just put that one away. I think I'm gonna crush his last old style. I gotta open it like smashing against my head though, right? <laughs> no, just drink it ele- elegantly. Just be an adult. I think they drink old style at Guaranteed Rate Park on the south side of Chicago. Maybe. Maybe not. So anyway. <laughs> what else is there to talk about? Nothing? Are we done? Do either of you have anything uh prepared? For this week that you want to want to give to us? <laughs> nope. Negative. Any Anybody got plans for the upcoming week? Um, no. I'm going to play some golf, weather permitting. Yeah, you got a tournament coming up, don't you? Yeah, I don't know when. I think it's in September, which is like a couple days away. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's told me shit. <laughs> I think it's the middle of September. But I don't remember. Bo, did you see anything um, else in the NBA regarding to the NBA that uh, you want to talk about tonight? We I'm- talked about the Grayson Allen trade one, two weeks ago, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing happening. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk. I want the. The mailbag or the voicemails you got. Dude, I wish we had some. <laughs> uh, if I had, like, if anybody actually gave a shit, I feel like they would maybe be calling. I don't I don't know how people, like, respond to, like. Uh, what we need to do is go on, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers subreddit, the, the Kings subreddit, and be like, hey, leave us a voicemail. We'll about, talk about How do you team. feel about your team? Yeah. And then they'll be like, those guys will be like, wait, what? Somebody hey, cares? Hey, R slash Lakers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We guys. hate Rondo. <laughs> All right. Call yeah. in. Yeah. Rondo's a piece of shit. <laughs> Rondo sucks. And his career's over. What a waste of a roster spot that's going to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, House of Hoops has a Reddit, uh, Reddit uh, user, so... We can do that. This may be a new development to you guys because I I signed us up for everything. We're everywhere. <laughs> so I guess, uh, Bo, send me some fucking links. Yeah? Uh, you can find, if you can't find the subreddits for the case. Hey, why don't you uh, help? <laughs> give me give me the damn account and I'll fucking post the shit. Yeah, or you can just send me the links, whatever. <laughs> I I I'm gonna see. If, can I give you? Well, never mind. It can work both ways. We can find it. We can find a uh, compromise here. All right, I'll type it. Why don't up you call you me see. up and uh, you're we'll gonna type, on the phone. type something up. Why don't you call me I'll up this week and we'll fucking talk about it? How okay. are we gonna infiltrate this Reddit situation to try to like trick people into listening to this podcast? 
Dude, it's just I mean, it's just out there. You just go and make a post. <laughs> Something inflammatory. Yeah, yeah. Something provocative gets the people going. Mm-hmm. Send them nudes of Bo. You've been a Redditor for one month. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You found us. That's right. You can find us on Reddit. It's uh, at House of Hoops <laughs> podcast. I actually have a couple accounts. My main account's been active for 12 years, so I'm pretty cool. I deleted my old one was um, dumb. to start a new one for House of Hoops. Okay. Or I abandoned it. I think you just abandoned them because I wanted to use uh, the House of Hoops. Duh. Gotcha. All right. I feel like that's about it. Anything going on next week? Got college football and mm-hmm. more baseball and Actually, I wonder if the University of Minnesota, they're having football games. Couldn't tell you. I'm sure they are. Surely they are. Ooh, Thursday. Ohio State's in town. Oh, wow. That's a big game. How about that? I could take the the light rail. I could be there in no time. Hmm. So next week is uh, Labor Day. Yeah, take, take the light rail and take Ohio State to be up four touchdowns. <laughs> at halftime. Next week is our our friend uh, Evans' birthday. Shout out Evans! Shout out Evans! All right. <laughs> also, um, I got to do a fantasy football draft. Oh, uh, speaking of Evan, Fuck. I do. Ha- I am very excited about the Stephen Adams thing. I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I said, I, I mark me down. I'm a Steve, I'm going to be a Stephen Adams fan, and I think he's going to be really good. Yes, me as well. And I think he's going to be actually more valuable to the Grizzlies team than Jonas Valanciunas was. Not statistically. I think so too. Not statistically. It's like a Shane Battier thing. I think you're right. I think they have enough offense that they can supplement what Jonas did. Not as efficiently, but they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And Steven Adams' defense is going to be mm-hmm. absurd. Mm-hmm. I think they want the melt- ball in other people's hands. You do. And, and you sacrifice a little offense for some defense, and you think you can make that offense up with other players. That's what you're yes. thinking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's used to playing with a John Morant type with Westbrook. Mm-hmm. So I And he's not, he's not old. It's not like, like he's washed. Oh, no, he's not. He's younger than Valanciunas was. Also, I think that a guy like Steven Adams will actually really embrace the Memphis culture. Shout out, Evan. Get Katrina. We got to get these Kiwis aligned. Uh We got to get the Memphis Kiwi popular, like like the Memphis Kiwi uh, circles all got to like kind of get together here. And it's too bad that we have a pandemic going on because I have a Kiwi buddy that would come out for a game too. Yeah. We could make it all happen. We could have a Kiwi party. No, I, I, there's no fucking negative. Nothing negative I can say about that fucking guy playing here. Nope. No, I'm I'm super actually. I love Valanciunas, and I like he was one of my favorite players in the past couple of years. But I'm so excited to see Stephen Adams roll with this Grizzlies team. I'm very pumped. Mm-hmm. I can't wait either. The lane is just opening up for John Morant. Without balance units, imagine Stephen Adams just like boxing guys out and like screening. 
The lane is just opening up. Because <laughs> he's not in, in the post trying to get the fucking yeah, ball. Yeah. Like cutting to the post. Exactly. And trying to get the ball. He's not doing it. And if that's going to be happening, it should probably be Jaren. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no pressure release valve for Jaren this year. That's right. He got to he got to show up. That's right. A lot of a lot there's a lot of pressure on this season for Jaren. Mm-hmm. If he wants uh, like depending on how much money he wants to make on his extension. Hmm. Should be a fun season. He's being afforded the opportunity to put up offensive numbers now. We've got seven more weeks to talk <laughs> talk about it, at least. The sixth is going to be next week. That's going to be Monday. It's Labor Day. Should we just take Labor Day off? I'm for it. I think so. Yeah, let's Labor do that. Day, absolutely. So we're going to be off for... We're, we're going to take another week off. It's the off season. We all have jobs and Bo has, you know, he's Mr. Mom. I feel like it's important for us to take advantage of these opportunities as they are in front of us right now, because when the season starts, we're every week and there's really just nothing going on in the NBA. We've all got so much shit going on right now, working a lot and, it's a holiday, so that just justifies it even more. Let's come back on the 13th of September, and uh, let's do a show then. I don't think anybody's going to miss us. <laughs> Maybe they We're will. We're coming for you, our Sacramento Kings. Yeah, let's take two hmm. weeks and just bombard Reddit with our phone number. And if you are sad that we're not coming on every week, like let me know. And we'll change it. Like, we'll, we'll not take weeks off. That number is 901 <laughs> I don't know. Let's get the hell out of here. Bo, you good? I'm good, yeah. Thank you for Steven being Adams. here, man. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Steven Adams. Is that right? Sure. Brian, thanks for being here. We ran really late for having really nothing to talk about the whole fucking time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bo, I love you. Yep. Love you. Call me in the morning. First thing. Saw you.
nesse palco Minha alma cheira talco Como o bumbum de bebê De bebê Minha aura clara Só quem é clarividente pode ver Pode ver Trago a minha banda Só quem sabe onde é Luanda Saberá lhe dar valor Dá valor Enquanto pesa Pra quem preza o louco Bumbum do tambor Do tambor Fogo eterno pra fugentar O inferno pra outro lugar Fogo eterno pra consumir O inferno fora daqui Lá, 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 lá Sei que muitos tem na testa O Deus só como um sinal Um sinal Eu como devoto Trago um cesto de alegrias De quintal De quintal Há também um cântaro Quem manda é Deus a música Pedindo pra deixar Pra deixar Derramar o bálsamo Fazer o canto Cantar o cantar Inferno pra outro lugar, fogo eterno pra consumir o inferno fora daqui. 